You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Wednesday edition. Our special guest, as always, Mr. Nick Winkler on this Winky Wednesday. We'll get Nick's thoughts on week two. Turn the page into week three. We've got some of your Twitter questions lined up at BD Peacock on Twitter at Eric underscore Crocker and Croc. Uh, we've been telling people about the launch of the new Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Can you clue us into what's happening here in week one of the new Locked On NFL Draft? It's here. It's here. And Trey Lance made a bit of a cameo yeah. on the Locked On NFL Draft. Is myself, Ryan Tracy. He also hosts Locked On uh, NFL Chiefs. So uh, we combined, and he, he's more of an analytical, analytically like driven guy. I'm more obviously like the film and evaluations from that standpoint but i think we uh mesh well together in the sense of bringing balance to the show now we have to mesh together as partners which you know that's going to take some time but i i like where it's going you know croc not everyone has a natural chemistry like you and i do so it's yeah. not always that easy um and then wink jumps in and wink and i have always had a natural chemistry too so uh maybe it's just my chemistry that oozes into you guys so that's tough i understand how uh it can take some time but yeah this is your first ever podcast so that that's cool i'm excited to go listen to that first uh edition and so you guys are kind of looking back a little bit checking in on the rookies checking in on the year two guys and then going forward and, and looking at you kind of do it all at the same time so so the first episode i mean we talked about just a few polarizing topics around college football talked about the close game with alabama against florida and kind of you know what emory jones the quarterback that kind of really made a push to beat Alabama, which was really surprising. I don't think anybody just thought that Florida had any sort of a chance against Bama. They're just such a powerhouse. But it came down to being a close game. We touched on Desmond Ritter and kind of just our evaluations of him, where he was at last year, heading into the draft process, why he decided to stay, and what we've seen so far through two games. And we touched a little bit on the rookie quarterbacks around the NFL. Uh, Again, Trey Lance made a bit of a cameo, but we were more so talking about Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson's, some of their ups and downs, but yeah, man. Uh, and we'll be getting into more of that as well tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Check out the new Locked On NFL Draft podcast right here on the network, everywhere you find your podcast featuring my guy, Eric Crocker and Locked On Chiefs host, Ryan Tracy. But now let's talk 49ers and bring on today's guest. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. Action News 8 Sports with Nick Winkler. Can't believe it. What's going on, Nick? How are you, my friend? You, you excited about this 2-0 start for your San Francisco 49ers? Well, yeah, buddy. I was not, you know, not having a very good day, and then you oozed all over me, and here I am now in a great mood, just ready to go. <laughs> I did you what know? now? You oozed. You oozed out all of that you know, positive oh, okay. uh, chemistry that yeah. you were talking about. I earlier. thought you were talking about uh, the latest news that the 49ers have released cornerback D. Virgin from the practice squad. And so, uh, in my opinion, he got a little bit screwed there. Uh, Divergent gone. <laughs> and that means the 49ers have made an addition running back Jaquez Patrick, who Big I guy. don't know a lot about off of the Bengals practice squad. And they brought in three veteran running backs this week and apparently didn't like any of them. And they went the uh, practice squad route and brought in Jaquez Patrick. Wink, so, Croc, either one of you guys have a scouting report on this guy? Well, he's big, 6'3", 250, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you sign somebody off a practice squad, they automatically have to get on the 53, right? 
That is correct. Just like Trent Cannon last week. So Trent Cannon right. bypassed the practice squad, went straight onto the roster. Uh, yeah, you can't steal him off under your practice squad. You got to bring him onto the roster. So um, unless they get waived first. So Jaquez Patrick is now a member of the forty member of the Forty Niners. Yeah, and you're right. Six two two thirty five from Florida State. Uh, that's more of a fullback, an H. I think I saw that he got like seventeen hundred yards or something though at Florida State. Like this is a big guy who's really fast. I don't know how he fell through the radar for me. I don't remember watching him at all at Florida State. Croc, do you remember Jaquez Patrick? Nope, never heard of him. <laughs> I mean, their, last, their last few backs. I mean, you know, Cam Aker was he number nine by any chance? Yes. Yep. Number nine at Florida State, and he went the that. XFL route, so he's been around a little bit. Wow. So I, I have no idea how I knew that. <laughs> uh, I've never heard the name before, but I just remember a couple, a few years back, a big running back at Florida State that wore number nine. <laughs> yeah, big back wearing number nine. Uh, he wore thirty-one. I don't know at, at, for the Bengals. I don't know what he's going to wear for the Forty Niners. Twenty-four years old. Big, strong rusher uh, in 2020, made the leap from XFL to the NFL, spent last season on the Bengals practice squad, was on the squad again there for the Bengals. The Niners snatch him off of the practice squad. Uh, Let's see, Tampa Bay Vipers in the XFL rushed 60 times for 254 yards. That's good for a 4.2 average and a couple of touchdowns. And at Florida State, he played 45 games, started 13 of those, and he had 1,790 yards and 17 touchdowns on 366 career carries, good for a 4.9 average. So a big running back, not what you expected. I was thinking, uh, oh, they're going to bring in some, you know, 5'9", 200, 190-pound back who's got some speed, but that's not Jaquez Patrick's game. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird, too. If you look at some of the veterans they brought in, like Duke Johnson, you know, and they, like, signed on Johnson to the practice squad, and then they signed the big, huge, like you said, like fullback-style guy. It's totally opposite of what you're expecting. Here's a theory. What if they're looking at this guy and they're like, well, I'm tired of these little guys getting hurt. Let's just bring in the <laughs> biggest running back we can find, and hopefully at least someone is there and, and can get two and a half yards per carry, and we can march down the field and keep the other defenses off uh, keep our, our defense off the field, keep the opposing defense on the field, and 2.5 yards per carry, that's all we need. Uh, let's go. Maybe that's the thought. I have no idea. That's a, it's a strange one. He's like that safety net, that emergency guy. Like, oh, our first two guys got hurt again? All right, send in the big guy. Just pound it. Let's go. I'm looking for his combine information. I'm thinking maybe he wasn't at the combine because I'm not seeing any official workout numbers for him coming out of college there in uh, – in 2020 yeah that's no no numbers there let's see here Let don't me. worry you'll probably see him sunday night i mean with the way the 49ers running back committee's been yeah all running backs on deck maybe uh, yeah. he better have some special teams value so he can have a uniform on at least i'm sure like trent cannon did uh right. let's see no 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 yeah i'm not seeing it's funny i looked earlier too and I, i'm not seeing any official workout numbers for him i think i've got one thing here. Let's find out. So this is, according to NFLDraftScout.com, Pro Day results, 4.69 40-yard dash at 6'2", at that point. So That's not... That's not fast. That's good for a big no. guy, though, right? Uh, even for, a, I I mean, mean, even for a, a big running back. Like, remember, uh, remember Greg Jones? He was a, a Florida State guy, right? Was it Greg Jones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I remember, number six. He had the nastiest hit I've seen an offensive player when lay he ran on a, into that DB uh, and knocked was, his helmet off. Yeah, North Carolina, like Dexter Reed, maybe it was an NFL guy too. A guy that went on and played in the NFL. He crushed him with like a forearm, 
uh, stiff arm. Like he, I, I've never seen it. He pushed well, the DB back but, five yards. Well, he flew into, so he, he did. I mean, it was like a mean stiff arm or forearm shiver. And the DB flew into his teammate, and into his own teammate. And then his helmet flew off. Like, no, it was crazy. I it, remember. But he was nice. Oh, yeah, ran was, hard, had a little bit of shiftiness, but even I him, think his he was a big guy, ran there. four fives, and they even tried to make yeah. him a fullback in the NFL. Yeah. So maybe he is more of a fullback. I have no idea what to expect about Jaquez Batrick. We'll get more information on that later, probably uh Wednesday. We'll find well, out. Well, you spent a little time on the ground on Sunday too. Maybe that's it. Maybe someone yeah. do a little bit of both. Maybe that was the the thought of this one. So interesting. Jaquez Patrick, the latest. San Francisco 49er, and we'll know he's going to play more of a fullback role if they bring in another tailback from one of those veterans they had worked out. But I, it doesn't look like that is going to be the case so far. Wink, how do you feel about those San Francisco 49ers after two wins? Uh, there's been some debate about Jimmy G. Uh, the pro Jimmy G crowds, like, it doesn't matter. He wins, he's dealing. Um, I, one of our listeners today said, let me see if I saved this one. He said something to the point of, why are you guys bummed that Trey Lance didn't play? Jimmy G is on fire, and we went 2-0 and East Coast trip. It's a weird vibe you guys are throwing out. I would have two points on that. First, we're not bummed. We're just thinking maybe Trey Lance could help you out in a couple of situations, and you want to see the young guy get developed. Jimmy G on fire. How do we think about that? Crocs over here nodding his head. I can tell he doesn't he doesn't uh, agree with the Jimmy G necessarily being on fire. Two and zero on the East Coast trip. That's great. And, and no that is great. Up. And tonight starts that typically yeah. West Coast teams don't play well. In. So I will give him credit there. And I will say, you want to say he was on fire against Detroit? Definitely was. Mm-hmm. Now is Detroit's defense any good? I think we saw last night against sliced up against. I mean, Aaron Rodgers slices up everybody, but. He wasn't on fire against Philadelphia at all. Like, I, I don't even think that's – I don't know what I would call it, but it wasn't on fire. Like, whatever no. the opposite of fire is, that like, on fire, that like, that's what he was. Well, he's not soaking wet or anything. I mean, he was out there. He he dealt. He made a few good throws. You know, he made a, a few throws that he had to make. He scrambled a couple times when he had to to get some yards to get first downs. But, yeah, I mean, you, you can't say he was on fire because, what, he throw for, like, 170 yards or something, you know, like – But the numbers – I don't want to. I don't want to box score scout. Like, I I didn't see. Gosh, I'm getting worked up, but I don't want to get worked up because I don't want to make it seem like I'm let against it, him. You know how they, they they start to come for us. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's going to do just enough to where it's like, well, we can keep playing him. You know, he's going to do just enough. You know, we, we win, but we definitely have to hope that the defense plays like they did, you know, against the Eagles more times than not. Right. Because when they don't, and 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 there are times where it's like, man, we need you to kind of make this throw. And we saw week one last year where he threw it, you know, three yards short to a wide open uh, Kendrick Bourne in the end zone. And you, you don't typically want it to come down to something like that where he has to win the game. Again, we've seen him come through in the clutch plenty of times. But a lot of times if you kind of look at the reasons why, he has to come through in the clutch. Arizona Cardinals game threw two red zone interceptions. And then it's like, okay, I got to drive down and, you know, okay, throw this uh, angle route to Jeff Wilson. And, okay, we win now. But there's a lot of weird things that Jimmy Garoppolo does and a lot of weird misses. Again, we talked about the, the game yesterday, and I, I don't want to get on him because I don't want you fans to get mad at me. But 
three straight possessions, three straight three and outs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it had to do with him just missing throws, selling a pass to Brandon Ayuk, selling a pass to Trent Sherfield, selling a pass to Muhammad Sanu. So, like, that's Jimmy. If he's on fire, he makes at least two out of three of those throws. So he played well enough to win. And 2-0, and I'm not bummed about that at all. All right, I, I just don't think that they're the standard. Like the, the, the Eagles or the Lions, they're, they're not the standard for, for where we want to play and what we want to look like, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. It's a good point. And I've got more points on this. And Wink, I think you want to weigh in too. I can tell by the look on your face. Uh, so let's let's come back, hit a few more notes. I have a, a, a point from our buddy Kruger on Twitter on this a couple more twitter questions as well coming up on this winky wednesday episode of lockdown 49ers all eyes back on the nfl as teams are back on the field another football season is here not only pro but college action as well as always bet online is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season and i know y'all are pumped up after seeing football sometimes it's a slow burn too you're like all right the season back what's it gonna be like you're like oh yeah this is fun this is awesome overtime monday night football great let's throw some money down because now i have a good feel for what these teams are going to look like in 2021 a new updated site and interface at betonline.ag with even more odds props and contests they continue to be the number one source for everything football Head over to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code Locked On. Not only football, but basketball, boxing, baseball, your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available this season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, 49ers fans, there's an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. So that's 50 cents cash back on your first fill up don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back and there's no catch you can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card. Super easy. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that bonus of up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN on the Get Upside app. To the point of being bummed or whatever about a, a 2-0 start and about how Jimmy Garoppolo is playing, it's not so much that. I, I just look at, so the 49ers right now rank 32nd in the NFL, uh, and there's 32 teams. So that means they are last in air yards, which is how far the ball travels in the air 142 air yards compared to the Raiders right now are 429 they have 300 more the ball has spent 300 more yards in the air when Derek Carr is throwing than Jimmy Garoppolo Derek Carr hasn't been traditionally like the big throw a deep guy either um Bills are up there the Buccaneers are up there Tom Brady threw another five touchdown passes and the teams that are at the bottom of the list ahead of the 49ers teams like the Falcons Patriots Bears Saints and they're not necessarily lighting up the scoreboard the Saints did pretty well against the Packers in week one but you know completed 11 passes last week so I, I think to the point of not being happy about a 2-0 start no I, everyone projected the 49ers to go 2-0 they're holding serve right now right 
the the thing that we're pointing out is okay this is where okay 49ers did this good job they won 49ers did this good job they won but when you're being objective you're looking at the 49ers how they've looked for two weeks wink tell me if i'm wrong this brand of ball that they've played do you think they're playing at a level that's good enough to go in and beat some of the best teams in the nfl because there's a big challenge coming this week with the packers team that looks like they're back on track now I think that it's it's conservative Kyle, and I think that he knew that they had two 10 a.m. East Coast games. They played smart. They played conservative. They ran the ball. They didn't chuck it downfield and throw picks. They threw a lot of easy, accurate throws near the line of scrimmage, which is kind of Kyle's M.O. When, when you're looking at these games that when you know you're better than the other team, you don't want to be the one to make mistakes, right? You want to be out there playing your ball and 49ers ball smash mouth. Let's run it down their throats. Let's do some, you know, short passes to Debo, let them get those yards after contact yards after catch and let the defense win the game. I think you're going to see a completely different offense on Sunday night against green Bay. Cause you're going to have to, you're going to have to air it out. I think we're going to see a lot of Trey Lance. I think we didn't see Trey Lance because they, he's not trying to reveal too much. He's not trying to give film to these teams that actually will contend in the NFL that the 49ers are concerned with. So I think come Sunday night, I think a lot of people are going to be sitting back like, whoa, okay, all right, these are the 49ers that we were, we were thinking we're going to come into the season. I don't think that the 49ers need more air yards to win. I think they just have to be more efficient than what they were last mm. game. The 49ers have won plenty of games with Jimmy Garoppolo, this style of play. Now, my pushback, because you said Kyle Shanahan, like this is what he wants to do, the smash mouth, all that, that was not the case with Atlanta. They were they were throwing it downfield like they were they did have the air yards they did have the big plays like they right. were stretching the field so I know a lot of people say well he wants to do this he wants to do that yes he wants to establish a run game and do some things off of that to create these explosive throws but I don't think that Kyle wants to feel the field to be as condensed as it is right. and right now I mean, that makes it much harder to be to be efficient to stay efficient right. when you have a quarterback that shrinks the field unless you take advantage of the a, a miscue from the defense and you're able to hit a shot downfield. That, 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 now, again, we can win. And I saw somebody else say that, like, 49ers can't win like this. Yes, they can. They did it all 2019. So they can. It just makes it more difficult. Yeah, I just don't think you can compare Shanahan in Atlanta and Shanahan in, in San Francisco. Because Why not? Because he had Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, like he, he doesn't have so, those guys on the 49ers. So that's the, that's the that's the thing. That, that's you know what I'm saying. Like when people talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and what you can win, you know, is you have to win a different way with him. Yeah, and that's I what don't he think does. it's as ideal. I don't think it's as ideal. Oh, agreed. I want I want to see Trey Lance air it out. Trust me, and, I want to see that. But that's not Jimmy's game. And I think that's what Croc is saying is that that's not Kyle's preferred mode of playing football. He doesn't want to have you know negative two. But he wants to win, to and he knows. Receiver. It, one word about Jimmy G's, he's a winner. Right. So, the but guy wins football games. Th- there's, there's two different things there. He's Kyle is calling the game to play how he thinks right. he needs to win week to week. Mm-hmm. But with, for people, some people say no. That's how Kyle Shanahan wants his offense to look all the time. That's what Brock oh, is pushing back case. on. Be like, no, what? Yeah, yeah. Who would want I'm with that? you on you, that. You want to chuck it and have a bunch of fun, right? And so, sure. and that's I'm sure why. Kyle Shanahan traded up to number three to get a, a quarterback with as much physical ability as Trey Lance. Croc? Well, I think the pushback, a lot of people would say, well, 49ers don't have a Julio Jones. They don't. And my thing is, they got a top three tight end in the league that stretches the field. He makes explosive plays. And how about this? You know who could be on the 49ers roster right now if they wanted Julio Jones. Julio Jones. (laughs) 
little the 49ers bit older. have had five years to add players too. They traded up in the first round for a wide receiver, and he's got one yeah. pass this year too. So um, mm-hmm. if you're if you're mad about the roster, who's in charge of the roster? The same guy who's in charge of calling the plays, right? So oh, yeah. it comes back to Kyle Shanahan in some way. This is the, the I, Kyle I, Shanahan has built this team yeah, how he yeah. wants in five years. You could have said, oh, after the first or second year, oh man, they don't have the bullets. They don't have a lot of good players. Kyle Shanahan's brought in all the players they have now. And they have a good roster. This is a, one of the better teams in the NFL. There no, should the be. Thing is, I think they're good. Like, they have the players to do all these things. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. not the issue here. You're right. Mm-hmm. Because we saw be... preseason. What, 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 what have we seen? We saw all preseason. Who was catching balls downfield? Debo Samuel, Trent Sherfield. I mean, over and over and over. And then you can mix in George Kittle with that as well. We've seen him stretch the field. So they have the players to have an explosive offense. Yeah, they just and it's two don't. weeks. It's coming. It's coming. Watch this Green Bay game is going to change a lot of people's wins. And this is how many people should be mad about the 49ers season so far. Zero. They're right. two. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And nobody on 100%. this podcast is mad about the 49ers season so far. Just kind of looking ahead how they're playing. Yeah. Do they have enough firepower when it counts? And we're going to find out probably in week three. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan playing chess? Is he holding some things back, holding some tricks back when it comes to guys like George Kittle, and Trey Lance. So we'll find out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Here's one more point on that note from Kruger, who I know listens to just about every episode of this podcast, and I always love his comments on Twitter. He says, Croc doesn't consider a nine-play, 53-yard drive that scored a field goal and took all three timeouts from Philly in the fourth quarter to be successful. That's how a team closes, because Croc, he said there was only two successful drives. So maybe there was three successful drives in the game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish we were on video. I wish this was on I YouTube know. so you could see Croc's face right now. Look, I mean, him, even with like, the three successful drives, Kyle leaned on the defense more than he leaned on his quarterback to win that football game. There was a four-down stop. The Philly special mm-hmm. didn't work. That play works. 49ers might not win this game. Right. Right. And that's not because of like successful worked, though, offensive because, drives. Go ahead. You know, it, it didn't. Right. Like it didn't work. Like the 49ers played tremendous defense and they held to the stop. But I get what you're saying. Like we could have needed more if the receiver didn't step out on the big play, if they didn't try Philly special or whatever, if a field goal didn't get blocked. But as a wise man once said, if my auntie had nuts, she'd be my uncle. So <laughs> super wise. <laughs> so I, I think that the 49ers definitely did enough to win the game. Maybe Kyle Shanahan was thinking, we just have to get out of here. We've seen him do that several times, whether it was, you know, the, the divisional round playoffs against the, uh, against the, the Vikings, right? Where yeah. he just kind of pulled the ring. Like, okay, let's just get out of here with the W. Mm-hmm. But we've also seen the other side of it where you think maybe that's what he's doing, but then it results in a loss. And that was against Atlanta uh, 2019 when they had no business losing that game. It was a weird game the way it all played out. It looked like one of these games where, oh, he's just doing enough to win. Then, oh, we lose. Yeah. And, and and this 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 game, maybe the best drive was milking the you know that four minute offense and using every second. I mean that that was really good. But again, it was it was, it was one one first down. So I, I'm just looking at like consistency. Yeah. Like that, I would like to see a little bit more efficiency from the offense. Like what we saw from the Lions, but I, I want that to be you every game. And, and not to say it has to be as, you know, explosive plays all over the field, pick six, all that. But just the efficiency in which they ran. Maybe you don't score every possession like they did in that game against the Lions, but score a little bit more than just the last two minutes of the first half against the Eagles and then one more touchdown drive in the entire game. 
they're not going to work against that's not going to work against Aaron Rodgers. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And that's kind of my point. And so, that's the standard. The standard's not Philly, the standard is not Detroit. Right. Great great road wins. Yeah. But you got the big dogs coming into town and I I want to see the more efficiency. I want to see George Kittle be more involved in a game like that. That's sort of where we're at. Not disappointed with the way the first two weeks have gone, but they've held serve and they've beaten two teams that they're projected to beat that we all expected they would beat and expect them to be 2-0 and on the road, even though it's tough to go on the road and win, win back-to-back games. So a uh, big road trip. They they did what they needed to do there. Coming back home now, got the Green Bay Packers, got some big games coming up, and it's going to be really fun to see how this 49ers team evolves. Um, based on what we saw there in those two road games, 49 and Croc, I don't know if you've been voting. Have you been voting on these... Uh, Power rankings? I have been voting on them. And the host power rankings? Come on, man. I, I have not, it. but I see where the 49ers are in it. Yeah, Niners so are. So my vote's not included in that. So Okay, well, Croc's vote needs to get in there. Uh, the, the NFL hosts are all voting on power rankings. Niners right now at six, and they were at six last week as well. Right behind them is the Seahawks and Cardinals at seven and eight. The Rams are up at number three. So three, six, seven, and eight. Three teams, or four teams, all four teams in the NFC West in the top eight. Are you confident in that ranking for the 49ers? Are they a top six team that could climb into the top five by beating the Packers this weekend? Definitely. You, you, if, if, if what the Lions game, like if, if it plays like that, if it plays out like that against the Green Bay Packers, 100% everybody everybody will change their tune on the 49ers. Now, over the next couple of games, you're going to have the you know to play the Cardinals, you're going to have to play the Seahawks, you know, and then you have the Indianapolis Colts. Like you so you have big games and you're going to have to hold serve and and really, you know, play well against those teams, but I think the narrative much like 2019 where it was like are the 49ers for real? Uh, you know, right. a lot of people were on the fence and they just kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. Yeah. You you can change the narrative a lot and make people really feel like the 49ers are true like you know uh competing for yeah. you know, a trophy yeah absolutely the raiders did that the raiders even after the first win people were like eh, no nah, i'm still not buying the raiders they were ranked 20 they went up from 20 to 10 after this next win people are like beating the steelers is different like okay well uh they they did it and so they're in the top 10 as well i don't know if the 40 i think the 49ers are much better than the raiders but the nfc west is going to be difficult it's gonna be fun to watch those games wink top six team in the nfl yeah, I mean, obviously, if you beat Green Bay, I think you're a top three team, maybe even top team in the NFL, because that's a big win, and you'll be sitting three and zero, right? I mean, and you beat Aaron Rodgers, you knock him to one and two. That, that that's good, man. That's what's that, going to be fun about this game team. too, because going against Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, the defense is going to. Uh, have to play really well to keep that score low for the 49ers offense to try to do what they did uh, in week two and win that game. And if not, more points are going to have to be scored. But the 40, but the the uh, Packers defense is susceptible too. So that's, yeah. that's what's going to be fun about that matchup. Okay, a couple more questions here on this Winky Wednesday Locked On 49ers. I'm sure this sounds all too familiar to football fans, but when you're trying to figure out how to watch a game and how to stream a game live, and it happened to me this weekend with my buddies trying to watch some college football on a Saturday, and we couldn't figure it out. We weren't in the right market to be watching a Fresno State game live on the local station, but my buddy, that's his team. That's what we wanted to watch. So we're going through logins, going through different apps, and you can get rid of all that. There's a simpler way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it is called Direct TV stream. And it brings your live TV and on demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? 
There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. There are always interesting new flavors at Built.com. I love when I get a package of Built Bars, like this week, a brand new flavor, Cookie Dough Chunk. They're delicious. They are high in protein. They are low in calorie. They are low in sugar, and they're a perfect snack on the go. If you skip breakfast, which I do often, just grab a Built Bar when you're walking out the door. Need to fuel a workout. Double chocolate, coconut, coconut, almond. I'm always surprised by it, but there's a lot of coconut lovers out there. So if you're one of them, apparently the coconut flavor is the way to go for you. But yeah, I always lean toward the peanut butter brownie, which is only 180 calories, 19 grams of protein in that one, and only 5 grams of sugar. Raspberry Built Bar, only 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. Go find your favorite flavor of Built Bars at Built.com. And get 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I get this question probably 10 times a day, uh, and I've answered it a bunch of times in the show. The answer has not changed for me, but I want to put it to you guys first. Um, and the question essentially is, I'll use Kushti's version of it here on Twitter. He says, at Speedy Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, at Bay Area Wink, is it time for Frank Iron Man Gore to take up a coaching role for the 49ers and share whatever magic potion he has that makes him so robust considering his college history of horrific injuries? Uh, I like Kushti's version because he wants to bring Gore back as a coach and not a player. Uh, and, and his was the only one that had Frank coming in as a coach. Everyone else, as soon as they see the injuries, they think, hey, it's time to bring, let's bring back Frank Gore. Let's bring back Frank Gore. Let's bring back Frank Gore. He played last year. Um, I would have said probably to bring in Frank Gore over Jaquez... Patrick, is that his name? I already forgot what his name was. Um, but Frank Gore, no. Frank Gore is going to sign a one-day contract with the 49ers. Now, being a coach, maybe. But as far as player, I just don't think the 49ers are going to bring back Frank Gore. I don't think he fits what they want. I don't. That's not saying that they shouldn't, but I just don't think they will. Croc wants Gore about, back, though. What about Bobby Turner? I mean, like, they have a coach that's been around, <laughs> that's seen every Bobby, style of running back and. Nah, Bobby I mean, Turner's way too old to play for the Niners. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I see. What you're I mean, <laughs> you know, like there, there, there can I? It, it, it never hurt to get a player in there that's experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Joe Staley was out there in L.A. helping out at training camp, probably talking to players and probably teaching them certain things. But when you have a guy like Bobby Turner who's been around for the NFL for what seems like decades, he's like a hundred years old. He's seen everything from how guys take care of their bodies and coach a bunch of different style of running backs. Not to say that I don't want Frank Gore. I don't think that he there's any benefit to having him, but that's not something I would rush to do when I have this veteran running back coach that seems to be a part of getting the most out of running backs, and it's been plug and play for the most part. To that point, Croc, Bobby, don't you think Bobby Turner's been around for so long? Don't you think you would have a huge amount of respect for Frank Gore? Don't you think Bobby Turner would go into – Kyle Shanahan's offense say, why don't we just bring in Frank Gore to play? Not to coach, but to play. Wink, what do you think? Gore? I know you love Frank Gore. Yeah, I'm obviously a big Frank the Tank guy, but yeah, and, and I would be happy if they went out and signed him and brought him back in because here's a guy who has been able to stay healthy, you know, the vast majority of his career after, like you said, those horrific college injuries. But it, 
there's a reason they didn't bring in Frank Gore. I mean, he's, he's, he's played probably his final snap in the NFL. I hope I'm wrong. I hope somebody does bring him in. Um, but, you know, it's probably probably the end of the line for Frank there. One final question here, this one from RDC on Twitter. If you had an established pro comp for Diamador Lenore, who would it be? Could he be a Chris Harris Jr. type of player if all goes well? What do you think, Croc? That's exactly where I was going with it. I mean, just the the body style, the 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 not, you know, big time vertical speed. And we've seen it kind of bite him in the butt a little bit. But just the way he moves and plays, I went back and watched that game. I'm not going to lie. It, you can't just gloss over the two big balls, especially when you watch Green Bay and you see how much they're throwing the ball down the field. I mean, and <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. I'm watching. <laughs> the innuendo watching. <laughs> in this podcast today is fantastic. I know, right? Um, I'm, watching where, <laughs> I'm watching where Aaron Rodgers' ball placement is. And there, it's just in a perfect spot, right over the shoulder. <laughs> you can never ignore the two big balls, buddy. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. It's, it's a big two, part of the game. You, know, <laughs> you can't gloss over it. You know? But but aside from those two big balls, which you can't ignore. No, we can't. Thought, you can't I ignore those. he played those. exceptionally. He, he was targeted like 11 times. Yeah. And... He was on stuff like crossers, out routes. I watched one play where he was like, you know, the receiver, it was Devontae Smith who held it two catches for 16 yards. All right. But um, inside release with an outbreaking route, one of the more difficult things to defend. And he flipped his hips, dove, knocked the ball away. I thought he played tremendous aside from the two big balls. And again, you can't ignore those. And I was looking to see how teams start attacking them. And they did it. I would expect Green Bay to do the same with Valdez Cantling and Devontae Adams. But yes, I went on a tangent. Chris Harris Jr., I think that's a good comp because I think, like Chris Harris Jr., profiles as a guy who could play outside, slide inside, and be a terrific nickelback. Absolutely. I think he's got a career to be a great nickelback. It's a fantastic pick by the 49ers and holding his own on the outside, too, as a rookie. Uh, that's not easy to do. Never panicked. He knows that that Quez Watkins is faster than him, right? But he's not panicking. Uh, I was really impressed with what he did on Devontae Smith. He got hit with the 91-yarder, but uh, PFF liked what he did, too. He had the highest coverage grade on the team last week, uh, 82.1 coverage grade, which is really good grade. He was the third highest graded player on defense after uh, Eric Armstead and I think Nick Bosa. I can't remember. I don't have it up right now. And... um, yeah, 36.4 catch percentage on those 11 targets, only four catches. That's good. Yeah, and aside from the one big play, none of the other catches really hurt that much. And and I'll say this about the big play to Kez Watkins. You can't have Diamondor Lenore in the gray area. Like, if, if he's going to be off, he needs to be off, especially playing against a guy with that caliber of speed. He's not going to be able to backpedal, turn, and run and be able to keep up with a guy like Watkins without his time clock being sped up and technique going out the window. So when I watched that play and I watched the alignment, I said, well, of course. Of course, I'm pretty sure Kez Watkins got on his toes immediately and then was able to go by him. And from that standpoint, like it, it's it's over. Can't, can't do it. Great job by Tart to chase him down, though. Yeah, hey, uh, real quick, how great is Jimmy Ward playing, guys? I mean, is it just me or is he just all over the place? Yeah, we gave game balls to, been, to Jimmy Ward and Tart. Been, Both played well last week, for sure. Yeah. Ward Ward has been on fire for a couple years now. Yeah. He's playing at a high level. I, I think 
the tough thing is and why he doesn't get a re get respect from other people or in my group chat <laughs> on um, text messages is he doesn't get the takeaways. Yeah. So, you know, if he was a guy that played like he's been playing and matches up like he was, and I don't know if you guys watched his Instagram breakdowns of the tight ends and how he said that uh, he was like, yeah, man, I might have to get tested for COVID oh. because I have my hands all over these tight ends all game. He's <laughs> talking about Ertz. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, talking about Ertz, man. He was, and he would post, I mean, went through and was posting all his clips guarding them and there was zero separation. But he's been doing those things, but he doesn't have the interception numbers. Right. So I don't think he gets the respect around the league. If he got five interceptions, people would take note of everything that he does and how versatile he is. A lot, most safeties aren't being asked to do the things that Ward is doing, and he's doing a tr tremendous job of it. Yeah, just covering well over the top of a defense, you're not going to show up on uh, NFL primetime or anything like that. Right. And so I, I think that hurts his cause. Uh, he, he had a couple of, you know, the, the missed tackles in week one. Don't love those, but really awesome in week two. And Tart was really good, too. And those were important assets for the 49ers to win that football game. Um, I had some more questions that we could not get to because we're low on time, as we usually are with the three of us here. But it was a lot of fun. Wink, thanks, as always for joining us hey, right here pleasure, on guys. the podcast. And Croc and I will be back with you guys tomorrow. We've got another crossover coming, and then we'll have our final thoughts and get ready for previewing the Week 3 matchup with the Green Bay Packers coming up this week right here. Locked on 49ers. See you. See you.